and welcome to Couple of Idiots, your daily episode-by-episode podcast where we discuss the show Supernatural. I am one of your hosts, Dan, and with me, as always, is his wife, Penny, who is trying to sit down, but there's a dog in my way. I'll be right back. <laughs> so, yeah, we, uh, we haven't been on for a couple of days. I had a little bit of an injury here, so uh, with being laid up with that and whatnot, uh, we've been behind. Well, last Friday it was so nice that we missed it, and then, yeah, I hurt myself Sunday, and now today's Wednesday, so we're back, back recording again. Yay, us. So, yeah. Sorry about that <laughs> for folks that follow along daily. <laughs> uh, but I'm sure most people are going to hear this way in the future, and I'm probably healed. Or I'm missing a leg, one of the two. <laughs> one of the two, yes. Well, I guess now there's a, a story, you know, my own personal story to follow. Did I turn my mic off? No, your no. your thingy's missing. Oh, rats. His little muffy thingy for his microphone is missing. That muffy falls off all the time. Can you maybe just use that pillow slip that you've been using for your ice pack? Oh, I found it. Oh, yay, he found it. Oh, not on the floor this time. There we go. Thank so, Jesus. Pardon me if I moan and groan just a little bit through this episode as I'm trying to get comfortable here. All right, so we watched uh, Season 2, Episode 19, Folsom Prison Blues. And you want me to go through it and you'll fill in the blanks? Yes, please. So we see a prison. There's a cell block that's closed and it looks like it's being opened back up. It's closed so much that they have to use a cutting torch to get into it. And uh, inside it's like all gross and nasty. Uh, it seems to get really cold. You see, uh, like, they're, you can see their breath, These the workers opening up this sealed up cell uh but then it was like something flew out of it like a spirit or something there was a whooshing sound then the classic the the electricity starts going in and out and uh in some guy's cell that we see and he starts calling for the guard and uh there's no guard there he's on camera the guard goes down and the guard's like, oh, I'm going to go check on Randall again. So it sounds like this guy's a pain in the butt already by just how the guard talks about him. Yeah, it sounds like Randall might have a few issues um, in a cell block. The, the guards know Randall. Yes, they're they're very familiar with this gentleman. <laughs> yeah, so gets down there and the guard's like, go to sleep, turn off your lights. Uh, well, while the guard is walking away then, it gets cold again. We see his breath and something goes swooshing by. A gate then slams on the guard's arm. What, what did the guard? Why did the guard have his arm in between a gate, a cell door? Well, it looked like it was the gate leaving the cell block, oh, and okay. I think he was just you know preparing to walk through it, and it just happened to and instead of like walking through it straight, it's kind of like he walked through sideways. So just his his one arm, yeah, and it kind of closed right. Kind of like where his shoulder hits his yeah, arm. Yeah, it was a little funny. It was. Okay. But then he's like pinched in there, uh, stuck, and something attacks him. Yeah, you can, like like Dan said, the, the, you can see their breath, the clock stops, and he starts screaming, and, and Randall can hear this, but he can't see it because he's locked in his cell, but he, you know, knows something is going on. 
And yeah, then that happens. <laughs> <laughs> so then we see the supernatural logo. It's the the stinger graphic. Uh, three months later is says down the text at the bottom, and the boys are at a college looking for something. I put down a museum because they were um, because it looked like they had stuff in display cases. Because you saw Sam, you know, unlock a display case and. I thought it said there was like a sign on the wall that said School of Anatomy or something or School of Autonomy. Or I thought that there was anyways. Well, that okay. would be odd that, that then Sam would have a, he got like a small hatchet or something and Dean had a knife that he was holding up. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know. There was some place with display, there was some place that looked educational and there was display cases. So, yeah, museum fits the bill. Yeah, so just, excuse me, a museum is educational and would have, if they were um, rare artifacts or whatever, would have them locked in display cases. Yeah, so they steal a hatchet, and you said, Sam steals the hatchet, and you said Dean stole a knife? I yeah, Dean that. was looking at a knife. Okay, well, they hear a noise and take off. Uh, we notice, though, that they, like, tripped a, a sensor, a uh, motion detector like on the floor right it looked like it might have been a silent alarm because you didn't hear anything at that point you just thought uh-oh boys are in trouble but it looked like a little plug-in nightlight on the <laughs> wall and it changed <laughs> colors from like green to red oops i mean it was uh, i don't know it was kind of cheesy but i i got what they meant very they, low they've tech. been detected yes um so the guards like quickly surround them. There's guards on every hallway, and they're arrest. They're arrested. Uh, they're very quickly booked. Sam looks very upset, and this whole time Dean is having a ball. Is they're getting booked in? Yeah, he gets this blue steel look for his mugshot. <laughs> He's mugging it up for his mugshot. Now I don't know if any of you have ever had their mugshot taken. But just let me tell you, in Iraq County, they do not let you fool around like that. Really? Yes. One girl, um, she was smiling during her mugshot, so they had to retake it. They're like, you're not allowed. Why anyone would smile during their mugshot is beyond me, unless they thought it was funny. I don't know. So many mugshots are smiles because they're protesters and, or drunks. That's, they're mostly <laughs> grinning. Hmm. Huh. All right, well, yeah, uh, so right away, because Dean is having a ball, I kind of figure, oh, this must have been part of a plan. Yes. I mean, it's kind of a giveaway, Dean. Otherwise, I think Dean would have fought harder to get Oh, out. definitely, definitely. They were just like, oh, we've been caught. And then you see Dean just being cheesy. <laughs> uh, well, then we see FBI agent Henriksen meets up with Dean, and uh, they... This Henriksen, we've seen him before, right? Yes, we saw, saw him in the Night Shifter episode where they were at that bank in Milwaukee and they escaped by uh, knocking out a couple of the police officers and stealing uniforms. Yeah, and even in that episode, he's already been tailing them for a while. So, Yeah, Adrian Henriksen. And something else that was in this episode that made you think, huh, I wonder what's going on because, you know, he mentioned to Dean that your father really taught you well how to cover your tracks and to think you're tripped up by a simple motion detector. So you're kind of thinking, hmm, you're right. Maybe they did do that on purpose. 
Oh, I think that's the dead giveaway then. Exactly. I, already I'm suspicious, and then, yeah, he brings that up in the whole... And they purposely showed us the motion detector getting tripped. It's like, yeah, this was... Thanks for telling us it was a plan by telling by having the characters say it wasn't a plan. <laughs> kind of like, thank you, Captain Obvious of the FBI. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, then Hendrickson like reads off a ton of charges against them that they're right, racked up. Uh, so they're in pretty big trouble. They're getting held right now on this little petty larceny thing. Right, but they've got, you know, going back to uh, Skin episode, season one, episode six, where Dean was framed by the shapeshifter for those murders. Um, so there was that. There was the whole bank thing in Milwaukee. Of course, you know, they have to always throw in the grave desecration and things like that. <laughs> Credit card fraud, you know, all that fun stuff. <laughs> all that fun stuff. <laughs> Oh, yeah, the, the shit tons of crimes that these two do. The two, the shenanigans those two crazy kids get into. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, Dean, then we see Dean with uh, his lawyer. And by the way, are we told that this is a public defender right here? Yes. As a matter of fact, she comes in and she, I can't remember what she said her name was, but she says she's public defender. Um, and the agent said, well, we have more questions for Dean. And she's like, nope, I want to talk with both of my clients. So the next scene is her talking about Sam and Dean. Unfortunately, I hate to break it to everyone that thinks that this is how the legal system works. This is not how, you, if you need a public defender, this is not how they will be operating for you. No, no. No, no, no. You will be lucky if they show up the day of your case and they have five minutes to ahead of time to read your file and to file the correct paperwork for you. That's all they do. They don't do any investigation for you. They literally just help you file out the paperwork and explain things in court the day of. And that is after you fill out the paperwork requesting one and then the court can prove that you cannot actually afford an attorney yourself. They. Oh yeah, there's there's days leading up to even oh, getting. Oh yes. That. I mean, so just so I I like to call out that because how TV makes the U.S. justice system look is very different than what it actually is, and people are surprised by it when you learn <laughs> when you tell them what actually goes on. They're like shocked and like can't believe it. Like, oh my god, that's outrageous. They should let you blah 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 blah. And like, it's not law and order, lady. No, that's the thing. You know, I, I love the show Law and Order. Don't get me wrong, love it. But when those police officers are in there interrogating someone without an attorney, they are not your friend. <laughs> no matter what they say, if you just cooperate, it'll go better for you. No. <laughs> Keep your mouth shut. Say nothing. Another good advice from Dan and Penny. Free legal advice. <laughs> we are not lawyers. Do not take this as any sort of legal advice. This is merely a comedy program. This is true. Okay, so uh, Sam uh, confirms that they're going uh, to the Green River County Jail. Like, why did he need to make sure from Henriksen that that's where they were headed? Because that is the... Same, that was the name of the detention center that the episode started out with, with the, the 
ghost being released or the spirit being released from that cell, oh, cell block. Oh, Jesus. So they're arrested. So they just go, they're in some other jail, and then they both get transferred within the same day? Well, what I'm thinking... Because <laughs> let me tell you, let me point out another part of the not... legal system. Your transfer is going to happen sometime within the next week, maybe. If you're lucky. Yes, usually booked into the county jail, and then that's where you stay. It's all in the same building as the courthouse and everything else it's not and then the counties fight over who has to keep you because they don't want you they don't want you and and um the public defender did say that she was going to help fight extradition because naturally they were wanted in wisconsin <laughs> yeah they were five states five states have extradition charges the public defender's gonna fi file that paperwork get real <laughs> yeah right <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> like public defenders, they literally get paid like $30 an hour. And I know a lot of people think that that sounds like amazing money, but as an attorney, that is nothing. And it's really expensive to be an attorney. Those gotta, are crap wages for an attorney. You've got to pay for your legal, uh, your licensing. You, you're getting sued all the time yourself and spending time in court. You, you're so much outlay on cases that lead to nothing and you don't get any money out of it. Like, there is, oh, it's horrible. Well, and not only that, oh, crap, I just had a thought, too, and now I can't, it just flew out of my head because Harley came in. She's going to start getting snarky. <laughs> uh, see? <laughs> I could just tell by the look in her face that she was going to get snarky oh. with this. She loves the lawyer talk. <laughs> she does. Because we're very pro-lawyer in this house. Yes, we are. We, 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 we do not find lawyer jokes funny. No, we don't. Puppy. All right, we're going to move on, or otherwise, do you have anything else? No, because like I said, I, I lost my thought. Um, yeah, no, that's it. All right, well, then next we see Sam and Dean. They're getting off a bus, and uh, they get set up in rooms across from each other. Something also that they absolutely would not do, let you and an accomplice and a ton of crimes be anywhere close to each other. No, you would be in totally no, 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 separate no, no. cell blocks. You you'd be in different bill. You'd be in different jails. Possibly, I don't know about that, but definitely not right across. No, you the are not going to be able to sit there and discuss things openly with each other. No, your freedom no. is gone. Um, and I can't remember. This is the same time that this happened, but Sam made a comment to Dean like, "This is the dumbest and craziest plan you have ever had." So. At yeah. that point, the cat's out of the bag. We know it was all a big plan for them to get caught so they could end up at this particular facility. Yeah, Sam said it was a dumb plan, and Dean's like, it's a good plan. <laughs> he was all into it. He was having fun. Uh, he finds a, they, the plan is find the ghost, waste it, and escape. And the reason they're doing this is because they're helping someone named Deacon, who was a friend of John's. I think Dean mentioned that they were in the military together or something like that, this Deacon person. We don't meet him at this point, so we have no idea who this person is. And there's some sort of Texas joke told here. Did you catch that? I can't remember what Sam said, but all of a sudden Dean said, oh, it's like you're from Texas all of a sudden. And the joke is that both Jensen Eccles and Jared Padalecki were born and raised in Texas. Okay, but we don't know what the original joke is. I, it's yes, just that's no, why it was remember. funny is they both were from it but it was kind of disparaging mm -hmm. uh, all right well moving on uh yeah it's some friend of dad's this deacon guy uh they figure that this spirit could be this guy named mark moody because 30 years ago he died in his cell 
And then that's the cell block that they closed, and they just recently reopened it and started cleaning it out, and they uh, opened up his cell. So, yeah, that's the guy at the beginning, we're assuming. Right, that's the spirit that they're looking for anyway. Sam, uh, I mean, Dean gets up. No, Sam accidentally bumps a guy in the cafeteria, and then Dean, like, joins in and starts sassing this great big guy. <laughs> uh Dean easily beats that guy up, though, and then we see the, I don't know what's it called, <coughs> the warden? I the, don't know. The correctional officers. This. Yeah, but, like, the head guy comes in and gives them both solitary confinement. And it looks like that guy does not play around either. No, he does not look amused. Like, this is, this looks, this already looks like a crooked jail of some sort, just by that guy's demeanor. Yeah, you're thinking of those 70s jail movies where... Even like Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, yeah, Shawshank, exactly. I mean, Don't mess with the people in charge. Well, with Dean in solitary, the lights start to flicker again, so we know it's we know it's demon time. And uh, Dean tell, yells over and tells Lucas, that's the guy that he got in a fight with, to stay still. Uh, but Lucas looks outside his cell and he sees a demon. Then the demon is like inside of Lucas's cell, and then we hear Lucas get killed. Yeah, so once again, there's the, elect- the lights flickering, the cold spot, the clock stops. You can hear some faint whispering. Um, yeah, Lucas does not make it, unfortunately. And then I have in my notes, we cut to commercial. What do you have in your notes? Oh, no, Dan's actually working or doing something. No, we went to commercial. Okay, good. That's what I have. Uh the uh, boy's lawyer, because they've both got the same public defendant that's fighting for them, <laughs> making return trip. Now she's driving to a different jail. <laughs> it's a different public defender across two different jurisdictions. The same public defender across two different jurisdictions, too. Well, I would assume it's the same jurisdiction, because they're not going to send you out of county. Yeah, that's true. I would assume. Yeah, they must have just went downtown. Well, it... I'm going to tell you, downtown and county in here looked pretty much exactly the same. I don't think they changed sets. Uh, no, you're right. They did pretty much look the same. All they did was use a bus. Halfway. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, get off this bus. You're at a different place now. <laughs> uh, so the their lawyer goes and talks to the FBI agent and uh, says that Sam and Dean's story is, like, inconsistent. And uh, the boy's lawyer thinks that there's a whole deal more strange about all of this than what even they think. And none of this really adds up. And eventually, though, the FBI guy gets annoyed with her pleading and tosses her out. Right, because the lawyer does mention um, the Linda Blair episode where she says, well, there is a, a officer that said Sam and Dean saved her life. And then... This Milwaukee bank robbery situation, same thing. Sam and Dean actually saved their lives. And, and so, yeah, the, the FBI agent Hendrickson, Mr. What did I call him before? He needed some sort of therapy for his aggressiveness. Says, all right, well, the adults are working here. Is it calling her a child or something? So he needs to get back to whatever he was doing to make Sam and Dean's life a living hell, I'm guessing. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, Sorry for all the dings. It just got 
News is coming in. One of my coworkers is being evacuated. Brush fire at her house. Oh, no. Yeah. His yeah. coworkers are out in California. So I feel so bad for them this time. It's horrible. Yes. What a b- terrible environment to live in. California. <laughs> <laughs> and we can say that because we lived there, too. Yeah, we did live. We lived right in L.A. for two years. Did you like it or not? I hated every minute of it. Oh, I loved it. I love visiting. Except not during COVID season. No, 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 no. Um, all right, so where are we, where are we at here? Where? Sam strikes up a conversation while mopping the floors with Randall. And he's from the beginning of the show. And uh, Sam asks, what happened the, the night the guard died? Because, yeah, he's the guy that yelled for the guard, and the guards knew him. Right. And uh, Randall says that a guard beat Mark Moody to death. Like, he gave him the backstory. No, he didn't say that guard. He didn't say that guard. He just said that the guard had a heart attack. And then Sam says, oh, isn't that like how Moody died? He died of a heart attack. And that's when Randall says, oh, yeah, sure. After he got the crap beaten out of him by the guards. Then he did die of a heart attack. Yeah, thank you for that. I was missing a statement in between there. Uh, then we see Dean is out in the yard playing Texas Hold'em for cigarettes. And he's got a huge pile of cigarettes. He's amazing at Texas Hold'em. <laughs> By the way, another thing, jails do not let you have cards and they do not allow gambling. No. That is well, a giant no-no. It's all under the table and you would not be sitting out in the yard with a big pile of cigarettes like that. No, you wouldn't. Um, cards, but, and you can play cards, but not gambling. Yeah, you can play cards, but you're going to need to, uh, you need, you're going to need to work out with everyone else at the table, a method to conceal the gambling aspect of it. There's ways to do it. I know. I would not called using two decks of cards. (laughs) You can figure it out. Okay. (laughs) Just happens that, you know, the, the red, the red cards being thrown around mean one thing and the blue cards thrown around mean another thing. One's for playing and one's for counting. And uh, passing guards really don't pay attention. They just see a whole lot of cards on the table. Um, where was I at? Okay, so and Mark Sam. Moody, they, so Sam and Dean, yeah, they compare notes then. I should put my cursor where I left. I turn away and look at you. Yes, you should, because, yes, they're... So Sam and Dean, they compare notes. They're outside... Uh, Lucas died and there was so much blood. No, they're talking about when Moody died. Yeah, when Moody died, there was so much blood it was hard to mop up. So they're thinking that's what's anchoring the spirit to the the detention centers. There's got to be blood in that old cell somewhere. So Dean sits uh, back in the cafeteria. Dean sits down and picks a fight with a guy. You know, Tiny. Yeah, with this guy named Tiny. Uh, During the fight, then, uh, Sam sneaks off into the kitchen, grabs a salt shaker, a bucket of salt, or something with salt in it. Yeah, he grabs a salt shaker. And he climbs into a shaft. (laughs) I like how there's just uh, shafts around this prison they can easily take the grate off of and climb into. Because we know they're not (laughs) secure whatsoever. Talk about the number one thing that's secured. No kidding. His ventilation shafts. <laughs> um, Dean ends up getting beat up and sent to the infirmary. And Sam made his way over to the old cell block. 
uh, finds Moody's mattress. They thought that Moody's mattress still held his soul because there was too much blood in it? Because there was so much blood in it. Okay. So, yeah, he salts and burns it. Uh, In the infirmary, uh, Dean apologizes to Tiny that he's in the fight with. And then even Tiny was like, you know, you're right. I really don't like myself or something like that. Like he opened up to him about his personal problems. Well, because as you can imagine, Tiny was not a tiny person. And the the fight that Dean picked was he sat down by him and said, kind of was teasing him about his weight. He says, you know, food is not love and, you know, things like that. And Yeah, you don't have to eat that donut. Yeah, you just step away from the door or something like that. So. He says, I do apologize. You know, I didn't mean to, to make fun or anything. <laughs> yeah, then Tiny up there, well, I do have low self-esteem. <laughs> uh, then Dean sees a spirit girl walking towards him in the infirmary. Um, the spirit girl comes into his like little cage in the infirmary. Dean gets pushed down and attacked, uh, but he's able to throw the salt at her and she vanishes. But then we sadly hear Tiny gets attacked. Yes, and she couldn't finish the job on Dean. She goes over, and now Tiny is no more. So, yeah. So, next scene. So, it goes to commercial then. We come back, and we see Sam talking to Dean. By the way, they spend a lot of time together out of the cell. They're just wandering around. Um, it says that Deacon is getting him out tonight. So, we know that this friend of theirs that they're doing the job for is helping him get out now. In all of this, I was like half confused. I was like, man, this Deacon guy. But Dean asks Randall uh, about the nurse. Right, because, be because he knows the ghost obviously wasn't this moody guy because it was a woman. Looked like maybe she was dressed in some sort of nurse's uniform. So, yes, they did ask Randall about if there was some nurse back in the day. Yeah, he, like, he was able to physically describe her. And then this Randall dude knew who he was talking about. Uh, it took, though, a pack of cigarettes, though, to get him to talk, which I liked. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't know. I don't quite remember. And then he gets handed a pack of cigarettes, and he's like, oh, yeah, here's her name. He, he had her whole dossier ready. Pretty much, yeah. It seems like... Um, it's Nurse Glockner. Nurse Glockner. And she apparently was famous in the the jail for not being a friend of the convicts because if they would go up for something even as simple as a headache or whatever they would end up dead so it seems like this nurse was uh killing the cons and the night was it the night that moody was killed or anyway there was a uh sort sort of riot in the cell block that was shut down and this nurse happened to get killed during this riot oh yeah i mean if you got a riot and then if everyone knows that she's often dudes mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it's not gonna end up well for her so they're like, huh, well, now we know, you know, who's haunting this place and why. Yeah, Sam wants more information on Nurse Glockner uh, to put her to rest. Uh, Dean, so then the lawyer is back at the jail same day or the next day. The public defender, uh, you know, getting her $30 an hour running all over hell and gone for these guys. Uh, Dean asks for more information on uh, Nurse Glockner. And the lawyer, though, is super annoyed. She's like, forget about this nurse. How about we focus on your case, you maniacs? How are we going to get you out of this? Like, she's really invested in these guys. 
Right. She's, yeah, more than a public defender, I think, actually would be. But she's she's like, you do understand the seriousness of these charges. And, you know, Dean's like, I'm well aware. You know? Yeah, and she's like, as your PD, blah, blah, blah. And then that's when I realized she was a public defender. I thought, like, Bobby hired her or something. And that's why she kept coming back and was so good. No, because she, when she first walked in, the first time she met him, she said, Yeah, I missed it. I'm the public defender's office. Yeah, this whole time I thought she was bobby's attorney and then yeah then i find out she's a pd and i'm like no get out of here <laughs> this can't happen um so sam and dean well eventually dean does convince her to get this information for him yes yeah, so i'm gonna go back to sam and dean yeah sam and dean then I, they're back at the cafeteria for fourth meal <laughs> <laughs> second breakfast where they're hobbits <laughs> whatever <laughs> i'm telling you it's, it's insane how they just always wandered around banging out with each other uh they get into a fight with each other while they're uh no they were outside on the yard actually at this point they start shoving each other and then we see the warden or the head guy come up and uh just grab him like oh obviously uh normal tactics don't work with you guys we're going to have to go inside. So it takes a, the warden then takes Sam and Dean into the showers. There's no one else in there. And then tells the other uh, cop to get out. And then that's when I'm like, oh, Jesus. Now we're going to have some weird beat down scene. <laughs> this is no good. Well, then come to find out that this evil looking warden dude, that's Deacon. That's yeah. the guy that called him in. That's the guy who's helping him escape. It was so obvious the whole time. How did I not know? <laughs> the actor played his part well. Did you know that was Deacon? Not until this point, no. I mean, of course, obviously, because this is like the 10th time I've seen this episode. But, but the first time you <laughs> were shocked, too? Yes, I was very, like, because I was like, uh-oh. They're going to get, yeah, like they're going to get a real beat down now because he asked the other guard to leave. And ugh. yeah, I, I thought it was going to get medieval. <laughs> so <laughs> then Deacon has a letter from the lawyer because she's already done the research on Nurse Glockner and faxed it back in. Uh, yeah, then this is when we learn that Glockner was killed in the inmate uprising. Yes. Is at this point. This was her investigation on it. Uh, Deacon then opens up a little side hatch. Yet again, there's just unsecured hatches. This one's in the shower room that I guess he knows about and just leaves ready to open up at any point. I don't know what kind of prison this guy is running, but it's right up there with Orange is the New Black. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously? Not the most secure jail in the country, that's for sure. Well, I mean, I've only seen two episodes of Orange is the New Black, but it kind of looked like it was clowning on prison in general for how loose and fun it is. <laughs> um, but then uh, to make it look like the boys escaped, because obviously, yeah, this is their big escape plan. Uh, Dean has to punch Deacon in the face, and then Deacon like even stops and is like, make sure it looks like you meant it. So he really gives him a wallop. The boys get outside and baby's sitting there waiting there. How did their car end up outside the prison? Um, I can only assume that maybe on his time off, Deacon had something to do with that to make sure it was. Yeah, because that thing would have been impounded. Probably. Well, I don't know. You would think so. It, it would have been, been impounded, impounded somewhere far away from the prison. Unless, and let me tell you, parking around a prison, I think, is fairly secure. Unless they 
left it at whatever hotel they checked into. Deacon know, knew what it was going to be. They didn't have it anywhere near them uh, when they got arrested so that he could. Very easily, yes. Deacon could have pre-planned this. Because, yeah, Deacon would have to have planned the escape, too. So, yeah, the getaway car would have to be factored in. Would have to be factored in and be put in a place where the minute they got outside, they could find it. Okay. All right. Yep, makes sense. I mean, this Deacon's a smart guy. He's running a tight ship over there. <laughs> <laughs> and how is he the friend of John Winchester's? They said they were, they were in the military together. All right. Because John was in the Marines back in the day. Okay. Um, boys go outside. They hop in a baby. The alarms go off, and they split. Next, we see uh, FBI agent Henriksen just grilling Deacon about what the hell how did they get away and he's like i know nothing i see nothing yeah he said i what can i tell you they got the jump on me and then next we see uh fbi henrickson grilling uh, the public defender lady yeah and well well first um because agent, agent henrickson asked okay what did dean do today you know and what is routine for the day and he said you know got up breakfast blah, 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 met with his lawyer and so that's when now yeah, that Henderson. was the only lead he had to go by. So that's, yeah, what Henderson, then he is grilling the, the attorney. Uh, we see that Sam and Dean are in a graveyard. Back at the jail, the lawyer tells Henriksen that they wanted to know about a dead nurse and where to find her. Uh, next thing we see is law enforcement, like a big, like those mild semi-tank things that cops have nowadays. And a bunch of cars and vans all rolling down the road. So we figure, uh-oh, you know, they're on to them. Sam and Dean, we see him digging up a grave. And then Deacon at the prison is washing his face. It gets cold. We hear swooshing. And then the uh, demon attacks Deacon. Go it's to not commercial. A it's, a, it's a ghost. It's not a demon. Oh, a ghost. Okay. Well, it attacks and it goes to commercial. Right come back from commercial the fbi we see them just pouring in or not fbi whatever the cops are all those guys that were on the road they're just pouring into the graveyard with their weapons up all in tactical gear um the demon knows deacon she said well you let those two go i don't know if she knew him but, but knew that she let the boys that leave. He let, that he let Sam and Dean go. And it's not a demon, it's a ghost. Okay. You keep saying demon. Well, that's what's in my notes. But, I mean, then she burns up and goes away because Sam and Dean salted and burned her bones. Exactly. At the same time. We see the FBI show up at an empty graveyard. There was no one there. Um, Henrik Hendricks, Hendrickson smiles knowing that he was duped. Well, he asked... Into uh, the wrong location. Yeah, explain how, which graveyard was which. I missed that in my notes. Well, he asked, he's like, are you sure this is the right cemetery? And his partner says, yeah, she said Mountainside Cemetery. But then when we see Sam and Dean leaving the cemetery they're at, they're at the Green Valley Cemetery. So, so she did believe their story, and she helped them get away, too. Yes. By lying to the FBI. Yes. She sent them to the wrong place, knew the boys weren't going to be there, and knew they'd get away safe. Well, she's going to be in big trouble now for lying to law enforcement. Probably. I mean, she's definitely losing her license. Probably. You're right. Probably. Um, 
Yes, and after they escape, uh, they make the comment, you know, after this, we're going to really have to hide deep. Because, you know, Dean was in enough trouble before. Now they're both in real deep, serious trouble. So they're going to have to pretend that they no longer exist. I tell you, nowadays, you cannot get away from law enforcement. Oh, like no, that. you can't. That's impossible. No. Well, because I can't remember that show we watched where they would get these couples and say, you know, like, okay, you have so much time. You have one hour to get away. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, like, then law enforcement, they would track them down and see how far. Yeah. And, I mean, it was nearly impossible. Most people got caught within the first day or two. And, then and by doing some stupid, stupid stuff. Just stupid stuff. Well, then there's just so much that we don't even think about. Driving down the highway, there's cameras every couple of miles that yes. are taking pictures of all of us driving down the road with our license plates. Yes, yes. And your cell phone. You know, the police know when you pick up your phone. And yes. Do everything. So, yeah, getting away with anything nowadays is like nearly impossible. Remember, if you're going to keep your phone in a potato chip bag, keep it in the potato <laughs> chip bag. <laughs> that was from Terminator, the last Terminator. Yeah, we watched the last Terminator movie. That was pretty good, too. <laughs> this episode, though, is pretty good. Yes. I, I like Shawshank Redemption, and I really like this episode. I mean, they <laughs> didn't have too much to do with each other. but No, not at all. No one got uh, butt-raped in this one. Oh. Oh, no. Poor Tim. I know. I know. What can you do? <laughs> <laughs> Um, anything to add? I mean, other than it's completely unrealistic view at the U.S. law enforcement system. No, that's about it. And, you know, it's, it's a, your typical garden variety ghost, so nothing, no new ground to cover on that either. No, the only thing that we learn is that Hendrickson's still on them. This PD lady, whether we ever see her again, she believes them. And that their dad had a friend named Deacon that might be able to help them in the future. Like, it's just, we got three new characters that may or may not show up in the future. This is true. That's pretty much what I took away from this episode. Yes. So, do we see any of these people in the future? We do see... Well, I'm assuming we see Henriksen. Henriksen. At least once, maybe... I know at least once more. Okay. Maybe twice more, but I think just once more. All right. The others, you aren't going to let me... You aren't going to tell me? Leave it a secret? Uh, no, we do not see the PD or Deacon again. Oh, really? Yes. That seems dumb, because that seems like they could have really added them to their arsenal of, uh, you know, supernatural super friends. <laughs> They're a little close-knit group of buddies. I'd, I, I'd take that PD chick over that cranky lady at the bar with her problems with her teenage daughter. Now you leave Ellen and Joe alone. Oh, Ellen and Joe are the bomb. Find someone more centered that doesn't live in a bar. <laughs> right there. If, you, if your best help lives in a bar, you need better help. <laughs> not saying anything against people in bars. I'm just saying that if you own a bar and live in a bar, your focus is probably a bar. And not really going out and helping other people. Well, that's just not Ellen and Joe now, is it? It is. Ellen's the worst. No, no, no. She doesn't like helping anyone. All I can say (laughs) is do not say anything bad about Ellen. (laughs) Or Joe. 
All right. Well, I've let my feelings known to the audience. So <laughs> your your nice threats of violence against me to keep me from talking more of work. <laughs> Bully. Want me with a fly swatter? <laughs> yes! No, you with a fly to... swatter going, don't say anything bad about Ellen and Joe. And then you killing five my, five flies in one swing. Well, I, did, I was swatting at one and I missed it. <laughs> okay. Seven in one blow. <laughs> If anyone knows where that's from, please write in to Armchair Hunters <laughs> on Facebook. Anything else then? No, that's it. Okay, got a casualty count? Um, oh, crap. I wrote down, I think, four, three. You have the guard, you have Lucas, and you have Tiny. Okay. Yeah, that sounds about right. And for the day-night count, I'm guessing about three or four by the number of times that they get to sit out in the yard. You get to do that once a day, right? Probably. I don't I, think yeah. that they really have morning yard time and evening yard time. Well, and also by the, by the times they were in the cafeteria, too. Yeah. So, well, yeah. at least two, three days went by. Yeah. Oh, well, they were in the, well, they were in the uh, city jail initially, and then they... <laughs> Then they hopped on the bus, went out, drove around the parking lot, and drove back into county jail. <laughs> so that took a day. You know, one day in the city, then your uh, next day is your transfer day. Then your following day, yeah, your first meal. Yeah. They're okay. there maybe a week tops. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking five, six days. But yeah, that sounds about right. You know, it's a long weekend. <laughs> <laughs> and when you're in jail, it's a very long weekend. Oh, get a book. Do a puzzle. You'll figure it out. Anything else, Dad? Um, this is the third time you've asked, and this is the third time I said no. Okay, perfect. <laughs> third time's the charm. Visit us on our Facebook group, Armchair Hunters. We also got a website, coupleofidgets.com. Tell your friends about us. If you know anyone else that likes Supernatural, please share us out and uh, get a bit of a fan base going because it's bit lonely over there at the moment but i'm sure it'll get better one of these days yes it will uh will that will be all for now did you say what the next episode is yet yes the next episode episode 20 what is and what never should be neato <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow with that thank you so much yes we will thank you bye bye you gotta turn it off i don't know i gotta get up You look more crippled than I am, and I'm on crutches. There you go, on the stop button.